0: Inside Sources.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson. We have uh, covered a lot of ground today on the program. Of course, we kicked off with uh, former Senator Joe Lieberman, and I want to come back to some pieces of that conversation in just a moment. We've been talking about, of course, what is going on in Washington D.C. and how uh, all of the negotiating primarily among the Democrats, is going to play out over the next really just about 48 hours is all the president's got left before he is scheduled to leave the country. Uh, and he's got uh, three significant stops. He'll stop in Glasgow, Scotland, for the climate summit. He'll also have a private meeting with uh, Pope Francis. And then he will be at the G20 Economic Summit. And he has some important things he needs to get done before he leaves the shores and we'll break that down as we continue to move forward as well. Uh, but I want to get to a couple of things. We we talked about the the uh, new proposal that the Democrats have put out in terms of the unrealized capital gains tax. And as we mentioned, I, I think there's all kinds of constitutional problems with that. Uh, but I may have found a silver lining to that. So again, this unrealized capital gains would be if you purchased an asset, let's say it's a painting, it appreciates in value. Uh, If you sold that painting and you made more than you bought it for, you would realize a capital gains. And under this proposal, uh, even if you don't sell it, even if you don't sell it, uh, it has increased value. And so the proposal is that for the wealthiest of Americans, that they would be taxed on their unrealized capital gains. So even though they're holding on to an asset, uh, if that value has gone up, then they're going to need to pay taxes on it. Uh, I figured out the silver lining and it has to do with my diet and exercise program. And because my intentions are so good, I have unrealized weight loss and fitness potential. And I would like to collect that. Uh, I think that would be a good way to do that. And I think that would be good for my health and wellness. Uh, But obviously, you can't do that. You can't collect on an unrealized asset or effort. Uh, and so uh, I think this is one that's going to be very complicated, very uh, problematic I think for the Democrats as they're trying to figure out how to pay for all of these programs uh, that they are proposing. And uh, that will be continued to uh, be debated in Washington DC. We're we're seeing a lot of uh, rumblings come out. Uh, my sources back in Washington uh, continue to say that it it seems to be close, it seems to be on the horizon. Uh, the Democrats seem to be very positive that they are close, that there are just a few details left to be hammered out. Uh, of course, some of those are going to deal with uh, climate issues being uh, tucked in or shoehorned into that bill. Uh, some of those are going to be dealing with uh, Senator Bernie Sanders and kind of his red line, bright red line, in terms of Medicare prescription drugs. Uh, that that may be the final holdout. But uh, there's a lot of negotiating yet to be had in our nation's capital on these two significant uh, pieces of legislation. And these are important for the president. Uh, I actually want to go back to something we talked about yesterday in terms of watching the process play out. Uh, There's a term in Washington, D.C. that you have to land the bill. In other words, the bill has to work its way through the House and the Senate, and, and it has to be landed. It has to land on the president's desk so the president can sign it, and it can become law. And it is like landing a plane. And sometimes what we see is when politicians are talking about things at 30,000 feet, everybody's happy. Everything sounds good. Uh, ideas of solving all the world's problems with a government program can sound really nice. But then you have to start getting prepared for landing. You got to bring it in from 30,000 feet. You got to take it down to 10,000 feet. You got to take it down to 1,000 feet. And the closer you get to the ground, the more turbulence you're going to experience in a bill. And the more people are going to say, wait a minute, not so fast. I'm not on board with that. Or I want this as part of the bill or I want this to be out of the bill. And so often what happens is when you start to get ready to land the bill, then suddenly everyone wants you to pull back because it's getting a little rocky. It's getting a little turbulent. Uh, The media is starting to really criticize uh, what is in and what is out and how it's going to be paid for. And I think what you've seen over the last five months, five months we've been working on these bills, and every time it gets closer to being landed, the administration has to pull back and take it back to 30,000 feet and try to tinker with the messaging of what's in it, what does it mean to the American people, why it's good for American families, and so on. And that's the struggle, and that's the challenge in our nation's capital is can you land it? And so before the president can take off on Air Force One and head overseas to deal with some of the very same issues on an international level, he's got to land the plane here. He's got to land these bills. And it's going to be it's going to be close to see whether or not the president can sway his own party to be on board to land these two planes of the one point two trillion dollar infrastructure bill and what will probably be close to two trillion in terms of the reconciliation package and framework. Uh, and there's a lot of details that are in there and a lot of things to be negotiated. Uh, and so that leads us to uh, back to the conversation where we started the program today with former U.S. Senator and former presidential candidate Joe Lieberman. If you missed that part of the program today, you definitely want to go check out the podcast uh, later on when we get that posted later this afternoon. Uh, he has a, a new book out uh, talking about the center, uh, that the solution is in the center. Uh, but we have to be careful about how we define that. Often we talk about the the mushy middle, uh, or people you know selling out, or uh, becoming a squish, or you know selling out their principles. And that is not what this conversation is about. Uh, it's more about the center, uh, not just the moderate. So we talk about the moderate wing of the Democratic Party, as opposed to the liberal wing of the Democratic Party. We talk about the more moderate wing of the republican party as opposed to the more conservative wing of the republican party but the issue is a centrist and senator lieberman uh, gave a great example uh two great examples really of those who were ideologically very passionate and very principled Uh, he talked about ted kennedy who was clearly a liberal democrat and and he was a centrist he would come to the center Uh, to do deals to get certain initiatives done or bills passed. John McCain, similarly, he was a conservative Republican, but often came to the center in order to get something passed or get something done. Uh, And there are a host of other examples out there. Uh, Those were two that Senator Lieberman shared with us today. And the thing that we have to look at is, is there a model uh, to get that? Because I believe... I believe that what we're really losing in the country, and I think what will doom the country, is not that the Democrats are going to get their agenda passed, and it's not that the Republicans will get their agenda passed. What will ultimately kill our constitutional republic is the lack of curiosity, that willingness to come to the center and be surprised. When was the last time you let someone who disagreed with you surprise you? Or have you gotten so good at prejudging what they're going to say or how they're going to say it or why they are wrong and you are right that you no longer are curious, that they, you no longer allow them to surprise you? People will surprise you. Even people th- you think you know for certain what they would do in any situation, they can surprise you. And we should let them surprise us, by the way, because that's how we learn. Uh, We talked earlier today uh, with uh, Dave Noriega about some of the proposals about Utah Lake and building man-made islands out there and how that might fund some of the other cleanup of of algae blooms and and other problems on the lake. And the thing that Dave and I were talking about is that, look, it, it may not be, those all sound like crazy ideas and they may be crazy ideas. But if you're not curious enough, To step into the conversation, you're never going to learn anything. And it, it might be that one of those crazy ideas is not actually the solution. But what if there's a piece of that crazy idea? If you combined it with something else, actually became a brilliant idea, a revolutionary idea, a transformational idea. Our problem is that because we have become so instantly certain about everything in our society especially that i'm right and you're wrong or i'm right you're wrong and because you're wrong you're also a bad person and so i can have contempt and malice toward you just for just for good measure then we stop being curious and if we stop being curious and stepping into that center to have the conversation that's what matters it's not about being moderate or squishy it's about coming to the center With a listening heart, with open ears, open mind, and being willing to engage in a different kind of conversation. Because the reality is, is if we can't get curious, ultimately, that's what's going to kill the country. Because we won't have any more solutions and we'll have nothing in common. We gotta be curious about all of this. I hope you'll continue to be curious with us in the conversation. Thanks for joining us on Insight Sources today here on KSL News Radio. As always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that'll make a difference.
0: I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.